0: Every 100 years, the hunt begins anew. Two vicious warring alien races come to Earth to face off in a contest of strength and honor. The serpentine hive-minded aliens and the honor-bound silent hunters, the predators. Caught in the middle of this centuries-old war is a team of Arctic explorers who think they've discovered a missing link in mankind's cultural evolution. But really, they've been lured there to be hosts for the hunt in 2004's underrated and long-awaited crossover, Alien versus Predator. I'm Connor Izagheri.
1: I'm Julie Cervantes.
0: And this is Filmgasm. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, listeners, and welcome to episode 121 of the Filmgasm podcast. I'm joined today by the new official co-host of the Filmgasm podcast, Julie Cervantes, who has chosen this film for today's episode. Thank you for being here today.
1: Hello, guys. I'm glad to be back again with my first ever alien movie to talk about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. This is a franchise favorite. So this is going to be a really cool discussion. We've done the first two alien movies on the podcast already, which means we really only have the shit left to talk about, regrettably, but... We'll we'll make make good discussions out of all that. Very excited to dig into both franchises and talk about why this film specifically is so hated by the entire fan base. (laughs) But first, it's time for the Rewind. I've got one update, and it's on episode 90 from Dusk Till Dawn. Franchise creator Robert Rodriguez has announced that an animated series based on the film is in the works. After a three-season live-action TV remake, Rodriguez is looking to expand that universe on his El Rey network. Rodriguez says it will not be a remake of the film, but will further explore the world of Aztec vampires. So, I'm assuming you've not seen From Dust Till Dawn.
1: No, I haven't.
0: That's fair enough. It's a pretty cool movie. Uh, one of the most sexist movies I've ever seen in my life. But it's wildly entertaining up to that point and after that point. It's is a movie that becomes a horror movie in the last 20 minutes. It's these two brothers are bank robbers and assholes and criminals. And they hijack this family in their RV with plans on crossing into Mexico and escaping from the law. They go to Mexico. They're going to uh, lay low in a strip bar, a strip club. And in the strip club, they're attacked by vampires <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. It's a vampire movie now. And it's crazy. <laughs> And it's uh it's one it's a wonderful film. Episode 90 was really fun. That was me, Austin, and Josh just digging into that movie. So an animated series. I don't know if we need that. Rodriguez has kind of been milking this cash cow for a long time. He did a TV show remake of it that wasn't that good. And now he's doing a cartoon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see it working out. Rodriguez is always working, like he's always building on past projects, but never with any substance. <laughs> I mean, Has he
1: ever done cartoons before?
0: Not yet, <laughs> which is surprising, considering he's done Spy Kids and Sharp Boy and Lava Girl. So no cartoons yet. Actually, no, there was a Spy Kids cartoon, wasn't there on Netflix <laughs>
1: um, No, I mean, I mean maybe I've never seen it. I, re- I just remember there being like Spy Kids Four on Netflix or t- I-, I really liked those movies a lot. I don't remember there being a cartoon.
0: I think there was like released last year i'm gonna look that up real fast because it's gonna bother me but i love robert rodriguez i think he's a very talented filmmaker i've really enjoyed a lot of his films but i like him when he's in his gritty you know vicious side he does great action movies great horror movies but he keeps going back to kids movies and i don't understand why he does really bad kids movies <laughs> um yeah. Spy Kids Mission Mission Critical. I knew it. I, yeah. 2018. There was a Spy Kids animated show on Netflix.
1: <laughs> Why haven't I heard of this? What the? Because Spy Kids was my childhood.
0: Mine too. I, I The first two Spy Kids, I still love those.
1: <laughs> I I even liked the third one, which was yeah. But like, yeah, I liked all three. Um, and they were a big big part of like I would watch that all the time with my little brother that's kind of how we bonded sometimes
0: nice that's nice I remember seeing part three at the movies back when 3d was still really shitty and they didn't quite know what they were doing and they gave you those red and blue glasses that were like paper and and super small and you couldn't see it like you couldn't tell what the fuck was going on because you were trying to adjust I'm glad they worked out 3d eventually (laughs)
1: I remember thinking that the coolest part of that movie was, like, the race scene with the cars. I thought that was the coolest thing ever.
0: I remember thinking it was just hilarious when, like, the guy showed up, like, the super super guy who had all the lives and then he got, like, smacked and just lost all of his lives. Everyone was like, oh, shit, what do we do now? I always thought that was (laughs) funny as hell.
1: Yeah, it was funny.
0: Yeah, so Rodriguez... Animated from *Dust Till Dawn* series. Uh, Hope it works out. Uh, I don't know. After *We Can Be Heroes*, I don't. I don't really. I don't know if I'll check this out. (laughs) So, Julie, what made you choose *Alien* versus *Predator*?
1: Um. So, like *Alien* versus *Predator* is what got me into being a true fan of *Alien*. The *Alien* series. It's. I saw it when I was around eight or or so, and. Um, I remember being so shocked when I saw that. I was shocked, but all, like, also really interested. So I was like, this is new. This is like something I would normally not be allowed to watch because of my um, strict parents. So whenever I saw something like this for the first time, I was like, yes, I'm excited to see something I'm not allowed to watch. <laughs> and um, my, my older brother introduced me to this movie. And um, I really enjoyed the animation and, like, being so intrigued by the alien. Like, I, um, I ended up finding out that these were two separate, like, two separate worlds and that they had their own movies. So um, as I got older and older, I wanted to know more about the aliens. Like, something gravitated me towards that side, I think, just because um well I I like space a lot and I really like um how how much the alien series puts you into a a new planet sort of like sort of feeling like it, it introduces you to to like being in space being on a being a part of a crew being in a ship with crew members and like trying to survive in space and that was so cool to me and then um just for predator i just never gotten around to watching it when i was a teenager um so i guess i i wanted to do this movie just because i really enjoyed it and it also just it started like a whole new interest that i never thought i would be interested in which is sci-fi so yeah
0: cool Yeah, this is definitely a gateway movie. I can see that uh, happening. It's not quite as freakish as the rest of the Alien movies, but also not quite as, you know, gory as the Predator movies. So this is kind of, you know, neutral ground, I think. And that reminds me of a a way I saw somebody once describe the Alien franchise movie by movie. And I'm going to see if I can remember the whole thing because it's funny as hell. (laughs) Alien was alien versus scientists. Aliens, or no, alien versus miners was the first one. Aliens was alien versus soldiers. Alien three was alien versus prisoners. Alien resurrection was aliens versus pirates. Alien versus predator was aliens versus explorers. Aliens versus predator. Requiem was aliens versus teenagers. (laughs) Prometheus was aliens versus idiots. And Covenant was aliens versus families
1: wow that's that's who came up with that
0: <laughs> i don't know i saw that somewhere and thought that's that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> ah alien versus predator i saw this for the first time at the movies when i was nine uh, my mom and dad took me because they wanted to see it which meant i had to see it and i had never seen alien or predator i don't know what the hell was going on but i was like this is cool i like this and I remember telling my mom like after I saw that, I was like, I want to be Predator for Halloween. And she said, no, it's too complicated. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) And uh, yeah, from there I found Predator and fell in love with that. It was a few years uh, later when I finally watched Alien. Because I was at that stage in my life where I thought horror movies were like going to irreparably damage my psyche and just scare me into a coma. (laughs) So I had to gradually get there to the point where I, fell in love with horror and just adored it. And that's where I'm at now. Thank God. But there was a time when I wouldn't touch Alien because I was like, no, it's a scary movie. No, I think <laughs> Predator was an action movie. So I'm like, I'll watch that one. But Alien, mm-mm. and then I watched it with my dad and I'm like, this isn't that scary. In fact, it's kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on in my life, I watched it again and I'm like, this is groundbreaking. This is amazing. And here we are.
1: Yeah, I think I was always afraid to watch the movies after I saw AVP because I knew that they were Reddit R. So I like, it took me a while to actually sit down and watch them because I knew that, oh, if I go into this, it's gonna like because I've never seen like horror movies at that age or like I never grew up with them blah 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 so like I knew if I were to watch one of these rated R movies whether it's Alien or Predator I would probably freak me out so I waited till I was like older like an older teenager and then I finally watched Alien I was like okay this isn't as bad as I thought (laughs) until like the scene where the android gets like burst open and it's like milk and i'm like what the fuck is happening i, I freaked out because i didn't know that it was a robot i thought it was a human with like milky blood and i was like whoa this is graphic but it was really just the robot
0: <laughs> funny i don't consider alien versus predator to be a horror movie
1: yeah it's so,
0: not yeah this is an action sci-fi yeah it's- got horror elements but the studio really did their like tried their hardest to take those away
1: yeah which is like i don't do you do you feel like so do you do you think that alien because a lot of people say that alien isn't a horror movie either like they say it's like a thriller movie so what do you think of that
0: Thriller does not exist. Thriller is a subcategory people use when they want to say that they liked a horror movie, but they don't want to admit that they liked a horror
1: movie.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I watch every Halloween I watch this countdown. It's the um, Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments from 2004. Countdowns 100 to one of the scariest moments in movie history. Alien is number two. (laughs) (laughs) That movie is a horror movie. <laughs> it's got one of the most shocking moments in film history. I mean, in 1979, when that thing burst out of John Hurt, nobody had ever seen anything like that. That was nightmarish on a level nobody could comprehend. And mm-hmm. if you had ever seen Alien, if you know nothing about it and you watch that for the first time, it's still incredibly jarring. Yeah. So I would argue that the Alien franchise is not just horror. It's one of the most important in horror history.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, so like before I watched Alien for the first time, I heard a lot of rumors about about the movie. I was like, I would sometimes if I'm too afraid to watch a movie, I'll look up online. Is this movie scary? And there will be lots of people saying yes or lots of people saying there's this one scene. So I ended up finding out there's this one scene in Alien, you know, where something pops out of someone. I was like, oh, Wow. And then, so I didn't get that shock factor, but I felt like it was necessary for me as a non-horror like, watcher to know. But like, I can totally imagine not ever seeing something like that in the 70s and being like, what?
0: Yeah. yeah. The guy who made the movie Hostile, um, Eli Roth, said Alien made him throw up. Shit. That's... That's, that's awesome.
1: That would make me, yeah, that would for sure make me throw up if I was, yeah. Poor dude.
0: (laughs) I've never had a horror movie get me that, like that bad where I literally vomited. That's never happened to me.
1: I've had Uh, moments like that just because of how I grew up. Like it's, it feels like this most horrible feeling inside of your stomach. It's like, you know, you're not used to that when you're not used to that. It can do things to your body. (laughs)
0: I mean, I've been scared. I've been like, you know, uneasy to the point of like, I don't feel well, but I've never just, blah, it's never happened. Not yet, but I mean, you know, it's early yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen about 408 horror movies. So there's still a lot out there that might get me.
1: Yeah. I think it's just like, the fact that you you don't know, oh, these are just effects or you don't think about that. You're, you're just thinking about how the movie is scary. You're not thinking, oh, oh, those are just effects or, oh, that's like a guy in a costume or, oh, that's not their real body, you know, stuff like that.
0: Well, I approach horror the same way I approach every genre of film. The main thing I look for is, is this a good movie? Is this entertaining? And there have been movies, I thought, like horror movies that I thought were not scary in the slightest, but were really, really good. Mm -hmm. so there's you know i not a lot of people do that a lot of people will shut themselves down when it comes to horror and just be like i'm not touching that and i get it to an extent but i do think that those people are missing out on quite a lot i mean i i credit three movies with really getting me started on on a horror journey and that's the thing blade and jaws watching those three films at a young age put me on a on a journey that's that's still going Great movies. Mm, nice. Back to Alien versus Predator. The whole idea of pitting the aliens and the predators against each other started in 1989 with the comic book Alien versus Predator developed by Dark Horse Comics. Its popularity began to fuel the fire of a crossover film, which would have been fairly easy since the Alien and Predator franchises were both owned by 20th Century Fox. So crossovers and comics kind of led to you know and of course the alien skull cameo in predator two led to this idea that is somebody gonna make an alien versus predator movie and i didn't know about comic crossovers till i saw at a bookstore batman versus alien and i thought what (laughs) (laughs) i begged my mom to get me that but it was like 40 bucks and she said no but one day i'm gonna find that because i would love to read that (laughs) um Did so you grow up, oh,
1: sorry. oh go Did ahead you grow up reading comics
0: oh yeah big time nice yeah I, I would, yeah I
1: never I I had friends that grew up with like I would go to a friend's house and they had this room full of comic books and I would scroll through them and be like dang you're cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've always been uh just a total geek I've, I've you know comic books movies games I'd I love just nerdy shit, pop culture that just, you know, makes me happy. Always, you know, immersing myself in that stuff. Um, Comic books, not so much like in the past five, six years, but uh, movies have been pretty much my my total focus. (laughs) Um, So Fox owned both franchises. They started to put this idea together in the mid 90s, but it was delayed because Fox was working on Alien Resurrection which was so poorly received that the alien franchise was stopped dead in its tracks, much like the predator franchise had been in 1990 with predator two. So everything was kind of dead. And they were trying to come up with this idea of putting these two franchises together, hoping it would reignite interest in both. And they'd be able to branch off again. They were going to bring back Dutch from predator. They were going to bring back Ripley from alien and have this big crossover battle. But Sigourney Weaver and Arnold didn't want to do this. They both thought it was a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) And who can blame them considering (laughs) the outcome? Uh, So ultimately it was director Paul W.S. Anderson who came up with the plot of predators returning to earth every hundred years for rite of passage rituals in which they hunt aliens. And it was an idea that the studios finally appreciated and thought, let's throw some money at that. And this film was greenlit immediately. And only filmed in like six months, which is insane. Uh, Anderson, not the best director. Uh, He's got his fan base, but his track record, I wouldn't say, is great. Uh, He's known for directing four of the Resident Evil films, but he wrote all six of them. He's also directed Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, Death Race, The Three Musketeers, Pompeii, and most recently Monster Hunter. All of those movies are negative tomato scores and on and off bombs. So he's, yeah, he's a shit filmmaker. I'll say it.
1: (laughs) I mean, he's, I guess like he's doing what he likes. Uh, Like, I mean, do you think there's a fan, like a bunch of fans with him? Because I mean, all those movies seem like they're very similar in how poor they are.
0: (laughs) Well, the Resident Evil franchise alone has six movies. So those were fairly successful people. So there are people who love those. I don't care for them. I, I never played Resident Evil, so I don't have an attachment to that. But he clearly does. He married Resident Evil star Mila Jovovich in 2009, and they have three kids. So that's something that came out of this guy's career. <laughs> um, as hey, As bad as he is, he is nowhere near as bad as the guys who did Requiem. So,
1: oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the cast. Um, Sana Lathan was cast as danger guide Lex Woods. Uh, Lathan has appeared in such films as Love and Basketball, Contagion, Now You See Me Too, and Blade. And that's how I kind of knew her is she played Blade's mom in a very weird, almost incestual scene that thankfully ended before it could get out of control blade is so all right blade was created when his mother was bitten by a vampire when she was pregnant so she gave birth to blade who was half human half vampire and he grew up hating vampires and kill kills everyone he can find he finds his mother who's the same age she was when she died because she's a vampire now and she kind of comes on to him and it's it's weird, but he kills her. He's like, nope, and just <laughs> gets her. So, yeah, that's how I knew uh, Sana Lathan.
1: <laughs> I um, she you said she was in. Now you see me too. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen any other others of those other movies. I haven't seen Blade. Um, like she was like the first female strong female character i ever experienced so that like that was pretty cool for me on my end um but yeah after that i never really saw her in anything else
0: (laughs) right on yeah that's great i love that you were able to identify with a strong female character and that's kind of been like the staple of the alien franchise's strong female characters i mean ripley is one of the most iconic sci-fi characters of all time and her whole job description is kick alien ass (laughs) for four movies so, yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you had that. Um, I don't think she's the best actress. I I am surprised she hasn't been in more like recognizable stuff. Um, I think she's drifted over to TV. Uh,
1: yeah. Like, she's decent. She, I didn't notice, like, when I was watching it, I feel like she did a pretty good job. Like, she she did a good job portraying her character and as like this, you know i'm in charge what the hell are you doing you're an idiot sort
0: of (laughs) my biggest issue with avp really is the characters i feel like everyone's kind of half finished like nobody really has a lot of pep everyone's just kind of like oh she's a guide oh he's an archaeologist oh he's a scientist like they have they're like cookie cutters like nobody has any personality
1: yeah i feel i do like wayland though um he was pretty like I, I he grew on me like in the beginning. I was like, oh, he's just this greedy dude who just wants to find this place. But no, he he's he uh, I liked their relationship a lot when they talked a lot.
0: And he goes out like a boss, like yeah, heighten a predator on fire. Like, don't you turn your back on me? That's a great moment for him. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, let's talk about him. Longtime character actor Lance Henriksen was cast as millionaire industrialist Charles Bishop Wayland, founder of the Wayland Corporation, which in the Alien franchise would evolve into the infamous Wayland yutani Corp., building better worlds since 1979. Hendrickson, of course, played the good-natured android Bishop in 1986's Aliens and briefly in 1992's Alien 3. Getting him on board was a big win for production and helped Alien fans feel they were in good hands. Sadly, most of them still hated the movie. But it is so cool that Lance Hendrickson did this. That he played the man who would later influence Bishop. I mean, that's just fucking awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I really loved Bishop Um, in Aliens. He he is my favorite android out of all of them, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Well, pickings are slim. I mean, you've got Crazy Ash you've got boring call, you've got psychotic David, and you've got passive Walter. So I don't know. <laughs> Bishop wins, clearly. <laughs> ah, Lance Hendrickson is a fucking boss. We've talked about him, I think, more times than any other actor on this podcast. He keeps coming back, you know, aliens and near dark. And he's just, he's a boss. I love Lance Hendrickson.
1: Wait a minute. He's in Terminator. Oh, he's in Terminator. Like when he's like at the police station.
0: Yeah. He's the cop who's like investigating the case.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at his movies right now. I didn't.
0: Lance Hendrickson. Actually, I have this in my film guys and facts later, but I'll just bring it up now. Um, Lance Hendrickson is one of two actors to have been killed by an alien, a predator and a Terminator.
1: Damn dude.
0: (laughs) That's pretty badass.
1: is. Yeah. (laughs)
0: I didn't know that until like recently, like I never put that together because I always heard Bill Paxton is the only guy to have been killed by all three of those creatures, but Nope. Lance did it too. (laughs) Moving on. uh, Raul Bova plays archeologist, Sebastian De Rosa. He's worked mostly in Italian films. Uh, Some of his American films include under the Tuscan sun, the tourist, and he appeared in the Italian series Medici the Magnificent, which is on Netflix. And he he's he's cool, but again, no personality. He's just the archaeologist. Like yeah. they just they hoped, you know, Italian is not a personality trait. It's
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> unfortunately.
1: <laughs> and like, did he even explain the like meaning behind his bottle cap thing? Like, or did was he just like, oh, I just like it? Or-
0: See, there's, there's pieces there of a cool story, a cool backstory that you could right. use to make this guy likable so you care when he gets captured by aliens. That's the whole point of well-written characters, especially in a horror movie. You need to like them. You need to care about them so when they die, you feel something. Yeah. And this movie just didn't have it. I mean, compared to, like, say, the crew in Alien, you knew all their names. You knew who they were, what they were about, their personalities. So you really felt it when this thing started hunting them down. And Aliens was the same way. The Marines, like, you you got it. I don't know. I just, you know, I look for that stuff.
1: Yeah, um, I think, like, yeah, when the bottle cap, like, fell to the ground when he died, I didn't really care. Like, (laughs) um, he was nice. Like, he was a nice character, but that's it.
0: (laughs) He was also, like, for being an archaeologist who was running out of money and didn't really have anything to show for it, he seemed to have figured everything out incredibly fast in the pyramid. He was like, This is clearly a combination lock. Oh, it's clearly based on the, <laughs> on the metric system. These clearly are hunters from outer space here to f- fight alien serpents. Like he just pulls out all of that out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scottish character actor Ewan Bremner plays Graham Miller, chemical expert. Miller has appeared in such films as Train Spotting. Wonder Woman, The Rundown, Black Hawk Down, Snatch, and First Cow, just to name a few. That guy has been in a lot of big movies. He's a big character actor. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. And he's one of the few guys here who is fairly likable and you kind of do care when he gets killed, you know, mainly because, you know, he's here. He's excited to be here. He's part of a big expedition. He's showing his kids to everybody.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's how, like, they're like, let's show his kids so that we care about him. And and you did, like, he's so, he's so bubbly and just like, I, I'm so excited, you know, in his accent.
0: (laughs) It's, yeah, he, he dies a pretty vicious death, you know, the aliens, like, they really do kill people in gruesome fashion, (laughs) just no matter what.
1: Dude, it freaked me out when he was with that guy in that little triangular tunnel thing. I was like, oh shit, that's creepy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> British character actor Colin Salmon plays Maxwell Stafford, Wayland's right-hand man. Salmon has appeared in nearly 120 credits. Some of his standouts include Resident Evil, Punisher Warzone, The World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day, and the CW series Arrow as consolidated to president walter Steele, and uh yeah he's a british dude who pops up all the time and he got just such a crazy death in this movie the the razor net <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean that's badass i think that popped up in predator 2 uh just this net that can't be cut and just push it just pressures you until it cuts you into cubes <laughs>
1: I know that is like the most brutal thing (laughs) I didn't yeah I watched predator today guys for the first time and I didn't like I didn't see that net in the first movie but um, Mm -hmm. now that you're telling me it's in second now I know
0: where it comes from (laughs) Uh, predator 2 is incredibly underrated but we'll get to that towards the end of the show (laughs) that covers pretty much the major players as most of the cast gets face hugged pretty quickly Uh, there's a lot of cannon fodder in this movie you really only get to connect to like four people <laughs> everyone else just kind of gets killed off unceremoniously because they need bodies uh yeah. yeah i mean there's the the lady with the gun the scottish guy with the scars uh the guy named connor's which i cl- obviously l- latched on to um, <laughs> and that's really kind of it i mean everyone else like there's a you know like everyone kind of dies in this movie but you don't see most of it a lot of it's just implied
1: yeah which i don't like
0: <laughs> i like a nice solid body count in my alien movie and my predator movie i want to see some gore
1: yeah i mean in the first movie i didn't like an alien i did not like how they didn't show the bodies being you know just Taken off screen. They did the same thing in this one. I was like, oh <laughs> I mean, eight-year-old me appreciates that because I, I didn't want to see that when I was a kid. Um, uh, I'm sure you didn't mind. <laughs> but like, uh yeah, I don't like that that they do that. <laughs> I wish they would show me, shock me, you know, surprise me.
0: Well, I get why they did it in Alien, because in Alien, I mean, this was the first time we'd seen this creature. We didn't know what he was about, what what his MO was, what he did to people. So just dragging people away left it up to your imagination of like what is he doing to these people yeah but when aliens and alien 3 and resurrection come around like you get it you know what these things are you know what they do i want to see some people getting ripped apart let's do this
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: i mean alien resurrection you have one of the grisliest scenes ever when the thing pops out through that guy's head (laughs) you remember that
1: in resurrection
0: yeah like one of the guys i think like the doctor has a fate has a alien inside of him it's about to come out and he grabs one of the pirate guys and like holds his head up to his chest and the thing pops through the guy's stomach and then through the other guy's forehead
1: damn uh yeah i don't remember that but i (laughs) remember now i want to rewatch it
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that was that was fucking crazy i mean I did not see that coming I mean that movie at that point I was like checked out I was like this is terrible and then that happened and I was like whoa <laughs> mm.
1: yep the most memorable thing for me for that movie is Ripley's clones that is their most memorable thing for me
0: <laughs> that basketball scene where she just like o- overhands, overshoots it with one hand <laughs> no CGI there Sigourney did that shit
1: Oh my god, really?
0: <laughs> Took her, I think, seven takes. And Ron Perlman almost fucked it up because he almost went, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so they had to cut away real fast. <laughs> yeah, that movie's... I think it, it's held up better than Alien 3, for sure. Alien 3 is is dull, boring, and kind of pointless. Yes. Resurrection um, at least has fun with it.
1: Yeah, I would choose Resurrection over 3 any day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Alien versus Predator has an IMDb score of 5.6, a Rotten Tomato score of 21%. (laughs) Yeah, that hurts. I think that makes it one of the lowest-scored movies we've ever done on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Okay, um, hearing that, I didn't expect that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I will say, this is nowhere near the worst movie we've ever done on the podcast. So, it is a decent, enjoyable flick. Yeah, thank God. Um, it was still a huge hit, grossing 177 million on a budget of 60 million. So, still huge hit because people were like, "What? I got to see this." Cross, you know, this was 2004. Crossover movies did not happen all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even if I knew it was going to be bad, I would still go see it, like knowing that. There was a crossover.
0: (laughs) The thing about being a horror fan is I've grown extremely distrustful of Rotten Tomatoes. I don't trust their scores at all anymore. I mean, sometimes they will be, you know, kind of accurate just so you can kind of judge. Should I watch this? But I've seen, you know, 20, 19, 10 percenters that I thought were fucking awesome. So (laughs) it all comes down to subjectivity, you know? not a lot of critics give horror the time of day. So a lot of them will just say that's fucking stupid because I don't like horror movies.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I don't, I think the more movies change, the more our mindsets change, the more society changes and things aren't always going to be what you think they are. Like, if you think it's a bad movie, a lot of people aren't going to see it that way because everyone's changing. So like, how do you score movies now? You know? I mean, yeah. there's there's pretty obvious there are things that make a movie good or bad, like, you know, story, you know, characters and, you know, that's a good distinction. But um, there are some that like, you know, uh, parasites, some people would be like, this is over the top or like, oh, some people would be like, this is a masterpiece, you know, stuff like yeah. that.
0: Well, with horror, you get that all the time. I mean, look at the Saw franchise, for example. All eight of those films are Rotten Tomatoes. All of them are negatively reviewed by critics. I love all eight of those films. They are entertaining as hell. The story is so engaging, and it has some of the most grisly, over-the-top deaths in a horror movie I've ever seen. And I look for that kind of thing in horror. You know, I'm here to be entertained in a very dark way. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought Saw did that, but... I think, you know, to just call it, you know, garbage or gross or a waste of time is insincere and, frankly, immature. You know, it's a film. It's a piece of art. And I think it should be judged accordingly.
1: Yeah, like, same thing goes for art, you know, books. You, um, you It's very hard to judge art and, and like, books and everything because... Yeah you, you aren't the creator. You don't know what they were trying to do. You don't know what their vision was. You, so how can you say this isn't good or this isn't, you know? Yeah.
0: But to a, to an extent, you know, it is, I've brought this up a couple of times, but it is all subjective. You know, what I like, you might not like what you like, you know, they might not, might not like it's all about individual taste for the most part. Yeah. I do like to give horror a little bit more attention That's why I started this podcast Because I like horror movies And I want to talk about them I want to talk about them With the same kind of zeal That people talk about classics Like The Godfather Yeah And I mean This literally this week I am doing Alien versus Predator And then on Sunday I'm doing 2016 Best Picture Winter Moonlight So (laughs) It's It's cool to have both You can have both Nobody says you can't You can have your cake And slaughter it too Yeah (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Ah. good times so avp scored one horribly received sequel uh and helped put both franchises on ice until 2010's predators and 2012's prometheus still i'd say it has a decent cult following at this point i think people have kind of re-embraced this film not a lot of people but some people and it's seen as fairly entertaining
1: um, so like, were a lot of people very angered and then they like grew, they grew on them or, um, or was it more just like, an ex- oh, this is what I'm getting. I guess I'll like it, you know, sort of thing.
0: I think so. I think, you know, people went into this, you know, the people who were going to see this are alien fans and predator fans and they expected a hardcore R-rated slaughter fest. Instead, they got a tame PG-13 action movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I will say though I freaking love the animation on the alien like if they didn't get that at least they got the cool effects and at least they were like shit that alien looks so cool you know. But visual yeah, effects
0: I, I agree I, with you yeah. the visual effects I think because it's a mix of CGI and practical effects which is for me always kind of the best deal it looks great it really does look great this is a finely polished movie uh, I read that the the alien queen animatronic was like the biggest one they'd made yet. It was like bigger than the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Wow! They went all out on that, so that's cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I just think that, you know, I think it's wrong to make a PG thirteen spinoff from two R rated f- franchises. It oh, just feels yeah. like Perfect. you're alienating everyone who cares about this.
1: <laughs> For sure. However. I mean, I, (laughs) I will say, like, if I never saw this movie, I probably would have never gotten into Alien. And, you know, but yeah, I can, yeah, you definitely will would go into this thinking it should be rated R. And like, then there's those kids that like, want to be introduced to stuff like this, but couldn't because it was rated R, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I guess it's just how you see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally grateful that it was PG 13, but at the same time, they do deserve their R movie.
0: <laughs> true. And I am glad that, you know, some people like yourself were able to use this as a gateway. But when it comes to horror, when it comes to R rated movies as a kid, you're supposed to sneak them. You're supposed to watch them secretly and privately at slumber parties and shit. Like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Like, yeah. I watched Freddy versus Jason when I was eight. At a bur- at a slumber party because the kid who I didn't really like I was I don't know why the hell I was there I wasn't friends with the kid he he put it on and I was like this is awesome there's boobs everywhere and people are getting ripped apart I've never seen anything like this <laughs> and they turned it off because they didn't they wanted to play Grand Theft Auto or something and I was like no put it back on I can't watch this at home <laughs> so yeah I, I understand your point but I do think that like you know sneaking an R rated movie is a rite of passage. <laughs> <laughs> oh so avp let's talk about this thing let's talk about the movie highlights um i thought it was really smart to include the wayland corporation i thought connecting yeah. that kind of thing you know a little bit like that that fans are going to appreciate is cool i wish that there'd been more of that
1: yeah um <laughs> I I think they did well in trying to tie things like they you can tell that they tried they like t- t- tied the corporation into the modern day world and they did it in a in a pretty smart way like they said that the the aliens were summoned every hundred years or something so that's why now we're getting it in the present time you know at first, like, looking back on this, I was thinking, wait, why are they coming back now? And then I watched it again, I was like, oh, it's because it's every 100 years. And like... <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think it, it works, kind of. I think it works.
0: You know what's interesting? Fans have tried to erase the first, like, fans in the studio really have erased AVP 1 and 2 from the canon. But I think this fits pretty snugly between Predator and Alien, because... The Weyland Corporation would have known about these creatures that killed Charles Weyland. So they would have been researching these, you know, aliens for s- centuries. And finally, when they had space travel capabilities, would have been searching for the organism. That's why an alien, the weyland Utani Corps' orders are bring it back alive.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That, oh, my gosh. that's re- I didn't think of that. Because
0: <laughs> they've been looking for this thing for hundreds of years.
1: That feels a little bit of that, fills a hole for me. Because, like, in the first movie, you're like, how did they know that they needed to bring this dude back to Earth? Yep. So, yeah, it, that's cool. Because it
0: killed the CEO in 2004, and they needed to find out why and how.
1: Yeah, Ooh. that's really cool.
0: <laughs> ah, neat. <laughs> um, it was badass to see the queen again. Love the alien queen. My favorite part about aliens is the queen. Oh, you know, get away from her, you bitch. It's an awesome scene.
1: (laughs) Um, I I rewatched this today and I was like, wait, how does... So does she not need to eat anything? (laughs) Because she's stuck in that little trap for a hundred years. And so, like, it really tells you, wait, she's super strong. (laughs) So,
0: well... We learn in Covenant that these things are created by David to be the perfect organism, these indestructible creatures that can survive space and ocean and frozen. Like, these things are engines of war. Yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. Which means that alien queen is, like, thousands of years old. I mean, that's probably the one they've been using since the beginning. (laughs) But, shit. I just figured out the whole, how can these things exist on earth in 2004? If David created them in like 2238.
1: I, yeah, I was, as you were saying that I was like, wait, they didn't become the perfect organism until later. <laughs> Damn it.
0: Almost had it there, but Ridley had to go and make his prequels. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you watched the original predator today. So you got a little bit of, Background on that. You saw what the thing looks like. Kind of sleek, tall, athletic build. Did you think the predators in this movie were a little chunky? Chunky? A little beefy.
1: Uh, I feel like the the one in the first movie was more intimidating. Um
0: oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Especially the fact that the one in the first movie didn't have a lion roar as it's sound like because in in this movie you could it sounds like a lion like a recording of a lion being made into the predator's roar (laughs) i just laugh every time i hear the way they roar because i just think of a lion but (laughs) yeah um i i like the first predator more than these ones these ones are definitely weaker (laughs) the first one is way more evil and like i'm a I'm like a badass. Like, you can't kill me sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, he did get fucked up by a tree, but I get your point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. The first, ter- the first predator is way more intimidating, but that's kind of the point because these guys are supposed to be juveniles who are learning to be predators. Like, this is their rite of passage. Kill an alien and you're a predator.
1: I do like how they're more ninja-like in this one. <laughs> I really like that
0: the shuriken throwing star thing. That was pretty badass. (laughs) In Predator 2, there's a funny scene. It's not supposed to be funny, but I thought it was funny. That takes place in downtown Los Angeles. So he's in the urban jungle now. (laughs) And um, he gets wounded and he breaks into somebody's apartment and like breaks into their medicine cabinet and like mixes it up with his like goo to make like predator medicine. And he's, but I'm just thinking like, he just broke into somebody's apartment in L.A. Like, what if the cops show up? <laughs> like, What if he calls somebody? Like, there's an eight-foot-tall thing in my bathroom. Like, it just made me laugh.
1: That was in the second Predator?
0: <laughs> yeah. Predator 2 is pretty goofy at times. Like, there's this... <laughs> there's this um gang leader who's, like, super over the top. I'm gonna look up his name because I remember it was ridiculous. But he's, like the leader of like the Jamaican gang and he knows about the predator and he uh, one second, I'm, I'm almost there to the name. Uh, King Willie. That's who it was. It was King (laughs) Willie. And he's just like, you cannot stop the ultimate creature. Like he's so crazy and predator (laughs) just like ices him in a second. It's hilarious. Oh, I have a lot of love and hate for predator too.
1: sounds uh, like is it also like an enjoyable but bad movie but it's
0: enjoyable yes very it's very enjoyable uh <laughs> it's ridiculous it's supposed to take place in the distant future of 1997 and um where crime has overtaken los angeles and there's a gang war all the time cuz that's that's the distant future of course <laughs> and the predator shows up and he's like i'm looking for some kicks i'm going to hunt me some gangsters and, <laughs> This cop's like, not on my watch, Mr. Alien, and they fight. and Pretty weird.
1: <laughs> Sounds like the, the Predators are pretty bored. <laughs> well,
0: it's <laughs> cool. true. Predator 3, though, takes it to a ne- the next level. And I'll talk about Predator 3 uh, further into the show. I don't want to you know, get too ahead of myself. So the idea of a pyramid connected to all The world cultures before we like, you know, predates all known culture, like the original civilization. I think that's pretty cool. That's a cool idea.
1: Yeah. I love the pyramid thing and how it's like really intricate inside and how they made it for them to hunt. And I, that's such a cool idea to me. I like where they went with that. Like, I'm trying to think of what else they could have done to inter- like to integrate the two aliens on earth. Like it would have been like I think they did a they made it a good choice of it being in Antarctica and everything cuz if it was like in the Americas or something that would have been a disaster.
0: <laughs> you know what I I think I figured out a way to fix that that David plot hole. Oh yeah. So The predators. We don't know exactly how technologically advanced this species is. Right. We see hints of it throughout the movies. We see what they're capable of. So, who's to say they don't have access to time travel? Yeah. Maybe they hunt that way. Maybe they go back in time to like the Vikings and they hunt Vikings or shit like that. So, who's to say they can't hop into the future to find the most dangerous creature in existence? bring it back to a time that's, you know, relatively uninhabited Arctic, Arctic earth and put it there. So maybe the predator went and got the alien.
1: Yeah. I, I believe that because like they said in the movie, like they had this crazy technology to like dig into the grounds in under 24 hours, like who's to say they don't have time travel. They're pretty smart dudes. Minus the guys that got killed in this movie. But yeah.
0: (laughs) I had this awesome idea for a Predator movie where it involved time travel and it involved like a Predator grand hunt where they grabbed, it kind of rips off Predator 3, but I don't care. They grab like a medieval knight and a Viking warrior and like a Vietnam era soldier and like random warriors from throughout Earth's time. And they put them on a planet to hunt them.
1: Yeah. That's a good idea cuz they want to be the best of the best, so they get the best of the best. Yeah.
0: Now granted that is almost exactly the plot of Predator 3 just with time travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll get to that. Um so I think the build up is pretty good, you know. We found a pyramid. Let's go look at it. Here's my experts big hole in the ground no one's going to question and they go in there and they're in the sacrificial chamber and i love how they kind of are figuring out something something's wrong here when they look at the the body and the bones are broken outward and all the alien fans are like ee! and <laughs> yeah the way it goes down where like the alien queen's awakened and it's like it is time and the eggs come out and they just li- like leap out of every like that was that was well done the buildup was really well done
1: <laughs> yeah um, I like how they as soon as you enter the pyramid you they the predators are supposed to step on something and then it activates it so it turns into you know, like a game sort of like like a maze like they were saying
0: it's yeah. really cool this is the equivalent of you know like a vision quest for these predators this is you know get your kill and come back a man that's what that's what this is Mm -hmm. why two of them get killed off incredibly fast
1: (laughs) yeah do you think it's just because like they were confused because the humans were there and they were distracted by the humans or like
0: (laughs) that was part of it the real reason is paul ws anderson is more of an alien fan than he is a predator fan
1: oh okay (laughs)
0: He admitted that. He's like, yeah, I like alien better. So I killed two predators. Like, <laughs> Fuck you, man. No, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, you know, I don't think they knew what they were walking into. I think the humans are not supposed to take their guns and just walk around. And they were like, the fuck? This isn't like what happened last time. This is not the <laughs> hunt my grandpa told me about. And <laughs> they just, yeah, I think they were caught off guard. But It is cool to see, like, that first initial meeting when the alien, like, spears the Predator from behind and, like, pulls him up to his face and they're in the frame. I get chills every time. That's just, that's neat to see.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the music, the framework of the camera is pretty cool. Like, and just the way the alien's like, hey, bitch, it's me.
0: (laughs) If these things could talk, that's exactly what they would say, and that's exactly what they would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, these things, I mean, two of these guys just get massacred. And what's the point of wearing that super helmet if freaking Little Mouth can just go right through it? I mean.
1: <sighs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What the hell?
0: <laughs> I
1: think it would have been cool if you know they use like you said before i think before we started this you said their helmet should be used as a guard against the aliens so that's why they wear them in the first place so i feel like it would have been cool if in the movie the alien like tried to go through the helmet but it did something to the alien's tongue and it like you know did something cool to it and then maybe it killed the alien that way to its helmet was a weapon you know something cool (laughs)
0: <laughs> that would have been badass yeah i agree with that for sure yeah the theory i had was that the reason the predators wear the helmets is so the facehuggers can't get them because i you get the feeling in this movie that a lot of their culture revolves around the aliens that these two races have been at war for a very long time so yeah i don't see why that wouldn't be a thing but yeah they kind of waste it uh, it is cool to see a Predator grab an alien by the foot and just swing his ass around like a folding chair in a wrestling match and (laughs) chuck him into a pillar. That, that was sweet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I think that was super cool, but they were very like sloppy the way they were fighting the aliens. Like they were, you could tell that they weren't really as good as like, you know, the ancient, Uh, predators that were fighting off those other, because they were, like, getting swarmed and they had no problem with it, but then these guys get, like, one alien or two aliens and they can't handle it.
0: (laughs) I love in that flashback scene, the predator, like, swinging his spear and then just thousands of these things crawling up the pyramid.
1: I know. You see the
0: (laughs) cannon blasts like here and there.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, there's a
0: lot of really cool imagery in this movie.
1: What a waste.
0: <laughs> no, it's just mm, I want to love this movie but I can't.
1: <laughs> it's and like yeah, a love-hate relationship for me.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a frenemy situation. It's like I know I can depend on all of your brothers and sisters, but you keep fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what it feels like to me.
1: Um, I also want to say, oh my God, when the alien used its acid, it's like, you know, to kill the predator. That was fucking yeah. cool. Uh,
0: One of my favorite moments is when the last predator standing is like hunting and the face hugger comes up from behind him and like jumps and he turns around and swings that freaking shuriken at it and just carves it right in half mid jump.
1: I know. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
0: fucking awesome. And then he like slices that other one's head in half. And it just yeah. falls off. <laughs> that's that's awesome. <laughs> of course, bites him in the ass when he goes to mark his helmet, and the face hugger gets him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How did it even get through that weird ass mouth? Like humans, yeah. I get, I mean, we've got just a hole here, but they've got like, you know, brah. I don't know how it got in there. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's pretty long. Like
0: <laughs> the, f- the size of these things kind of varies. I mean, it seemed like an alien. It seemed kind of about the size of a lobster. But then in aliens, it was like three times bigger. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it depends on who's doing the, the creature effects, really. Yeah.
1: <sighs>
0: cool. Uh, it is... It is cool, the whole idea of the mark of a warrior. I love that idea, that he's done it. He's killed an alien, so he marks his head and his helmet with the blood of his enemy, unfortunately. It's acid blood, and that's got to suck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, they didn't do that in the Predator movies? That was, like, a new thing?
0: Oh, yeah, that never came up in the Predator movies.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. That, that is cool. a cool idea.
0: Well, I get the feeling, like, you know, hunting aliens or xenomorphs if you will uh, this thing is of a pride. yeah this is a thing of pride this is a rite of passage this is something every predator goes through this is the mark of a, of a true warrior right. hunting humans is like duck hunting yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you're, it, it, yeah most of the time they're not fighting back this is not considered a dangerous hunt yeah but sometimes you run into an Arnold or a Danny Glover and you gotta deal with it <laughs> There was this uh, a robot chicken sketch a while back of a, uh, it was this predator predators hunting Arnold and he's about to kill. Him. And then all of a sudden on the sidelines, you see a bunch of hippie predators being like, save the humans. Hunting's bad. Don't do that, bro. And like they, they capture Arnold and put him in like a predator zoo and they're like protecting him. And he's like, let me out. It's, it's so funny
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was on a TV show.
0: Robot Chicken yeah it was on Adult Swim it was like they would use action figures to make like little sketches that were super nerdy and super stupid but it was really funny.
1: Oh oh yeah that the other thing I was sheltered with (laughs) Adult Swim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I never ever watched Adult Swim but like whenever I knew I know what it is like I know exactly like what would show on there No uh every now and then whenever my family and I would go to a hotel and I was in a separate room with my brother we would put that on
0: (laughs) I was I watched one a couple days ago that was so dark but it made me laugh it was uh Batman's fighting the Joker and he's beating the Joker like seriously bad and then he's like no one more punch would kill you and I don't kill (laughs) and Joker's like like he's barely there and then like he gets like Joker's like, you know, why bother? I'm just going to get out again and I'm going to do it again. And Batman's like, hmm. And then it cuts to uh, the trial and Joker gets sentenced to death. <laughs> and he's like, what? Joker's scared. Like, I don't want to die. <laughs> he's about to be executed. And he's like, no. <laughs> and it's really, it's really weird to see Joker like crying for his life. And then they just light him up. And it's it made me laugh. It was really dark, but it made me laugh.
1: Wait, Adult Swim is still going on?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Robot Chicken's been on for like 10 years now.
1: I thought it was one of those things like Boomerang that like just stopped like after a while.
0: Yeah, hey, Rick and Morty is on Adult Swim. Like that's, that's like their biggest thing. Like Adult Swim's bigger than it's ever been.
1: Dang, I've been living under a rock. <laughs> under the Netflix and Hulu rock.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um... So we lose two two of the three Predators pretty early on. Uh, predator gets the face hugger. I love that. So then Lex is the last human standing. Everyone dies pretty fast. Waylon gets, it's a cool death. I love when the Predator like picks him up and sees like, oh, this guy's got cancer. I don't want him. <laughs> this isn't worth my time. <laughs> just drops him. Waylon's like, back the fuck up, you asshole. It just lights him up. Awesome. But um, everyone else kind of gets like, Plastered onto the wall and turned into alien goo. And uh, I love when Lex takes on a an alien, and his and the Predator's like respect. <laughs> he, he marks her, and like they, they like he gives her a kit. That's hilarious. He like gives her a shield and an alien spear, and is like, "Here, let's go."
1: <laughs> I always thought that was so cute. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, because especially in all the Predator movies, they kill everybody. <laughs> There's no... Well, a bit in three, but that is over really fast. But, um, yeah, to see the Predator, like a juvenile Predator, realize, like, I'm not getting out of here alone. I need backup, and my, my bros are dead, so you're it. Like, to Predator... And we're not trying to be disparaging here, but I'm, I want to say, like, in the context of Predator world, this is essentially teaming up with your with a cow, because <laughs> they're here for cattle. They're here to be the aliens' host.
1: Yeah.
0: So he's yeah he's he's teaming up with with a cow here. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, it's, it's funny to think about it like that. And yeah, they waste. Um, it's a PG thirteen movie, so they get one fuck, and in my opinion, they waste it.
1: Yeah. They, yeah.
0: I hope it kills every fucking one of them.
1: That's it. (laughs) That's it.
0: Especially when they set up the you're one ugly motherfucker line from Predator one and two. Like they were gonna do that and they they didn't. They ah what a waste. Yeah, because yeah, that would have been perfect. (sighs) So Predator, this is the first time we see the Predator use the bomb for something other than suicide. It's it was in 1 and 2 like he's like I'm out. It's funny in part 2 he tries to do it on the side of a building and Danny Glover's like nope and breaks the bomb and Predator's like what do I do now? <laughs> but in this one he's like I'm he just chucks it into the alien den. I love that. They go up that like super slide and they Yeah. I the more I'm talking about this, the more I I, I enjoy this movie. Really? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I enjoy it.
1: Oh. Good. Um yeah, so I think it's yeah. There are silly moments like, you know, does that super slide really go that fast? You know, <laughs> you know, um, what what is gonna happen when she she got left behind by the predators? She's just gonna like you know live there, <laughs> uh, eat the penguins, maybe.
0: Oh yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of holes,
1: but it's okay. Like yeah. we like it. You know, that's all that matters.
0: One thing that's always bothered me in the Predator franchise is the consistency of the bomb. Cause in Predator one, it's like, it's big, but it, you know, it it wipes out a section of the jungle, but it's not, you know, most of the trees are still standing. And then in the alien versus Predator, this is like a nuclear device that wiped out an entire culture. (laughs) So how big is this bomb? Maybe it
1: was, The time travel that you mentioned earlier they brought back some more um, advanced predators to go back to Earth. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But
0: yeah. I'll take it. it. (laughs) So when they get to the the surface, Predator takes off his mask and is like, so this is what we're working with. You good with this? (laughs) And she's like, respect. And he marks her. And There's that scene where the alien the queen pops out and it zooms onto the predator's face, and he is fucking terrified. (laughs) I only noticed that last night, but it zooms in on his eyes and he's like, Fuck, I didn't prepare for this. (laughs) This is not in the manual. That's weird. They they hold their own. Like they they take on the queen, and Lex, you know, gets some stabs in with the alien tail. And I love when she's got she's pinned under the tank and out of nowhere the predator his name in the script by the way is scar and really? uh, yeah cool. because he, because of the thing on his forehead but he leaps into view and like does this like twist thing and just stabs the fucker in the neck
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, how do
0: you not smile at that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like thinking about this movie the way like how cool all these moves were and everything i'm like how could those fans be up to that upset you know like how can they be like super upset with it you know
0: yeah but i get what they're i get where they're coming from because like look the previous year in 2003 freddie jason came out mm-hmm. and that was a huge crossover for the horror community and a lot of people were disappointed in that one too but imagine if freddie versus jason had been rated pg-13 oh yeah <laughs> there would have been riots <laughs> i mean that I, I really like freddie versus jason though. that's a fun 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 movie <laughs> we will get we will be doing that on the podcast at some point but uh yeah it's there was a crossover bit like before marvel did it this was rare, so to get Freddy versus Jason and Alien versus Predator back to back, and for both of them to kind of suck, <laughs> the horror community in the early two thousands must have just been so pissed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll never understand how they felt.
0: <laughs> Neither will I. I know I was eight when those came out. I don't, you know, I wasn't anticipating these movies. I just got to see them later. Yeah. And we don't have, you know, horror these days is, a, is an interesting animal because it used to be kind of, you know, gore and still kind of fun. Now it's gotten, like, really dark. Like, horror today is incredibly depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, they're good movies, a lot of them, but it's just, it puts you in a dark headspace and you just walk away thinking, like, Jesus.
1: <laughs> Hereditary.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hereditary, A Quiet Place, The Witch. Like these movies, they fuck with you. I mean, what happened to just watching a leprechaun rip people apart?
1: <laughs> I know, like they're they're really pushing it. <laughs> like, what are they trying to do here, guys? Like, I understand they're trying to push the limit and everything, but can't we just have, you know, fun horror sometimes? <laughs>
0: That's why I really liked Freaky. Freaky came out last year. And it, it was a fun horror movie. Again, we hadn't gotten one of those in a long time. So it was it was a horror comedy, but it was more horror and one of the grisliest deaths in a, more, a horror movie I've ever seen. And um, just lengthwise on a table saw. I'll say that. Oh, <laughs> but, shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> but it was fun to laugh and be like, whoa, instead of just like, you know, silent and wide-eyed at the screen where like, you know, a family is getting like mentally just ripped apart. Like I, I, I like those movies too, but I like to turn my brain off sometimes with horror and freaky. Let me do that. And that was fun.
1: Damn. Yeah. I've never seen freaky. So that's why um, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> well, it's coming out soon on DVD and I plan on buying it, which means it'll go in the voodoo, which means you have to watch I it. can
1: see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so back to predator and alien. Oh, I'm sorry. Alien and predator uh yeah gotta be consistent (laughs) uh he gets stabbed a couple times and i mean that guy's resilient that dude's strong and they end up chucking it into the ocean with the water tank they never seem to kill these queens they just kind of trap them somewhere you know ripley launches it into space lex throws it on the bottom of the ocean like These fuckers never die. They just leave.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which means it's still out there on earth right now.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. He's coming back. She's coming back. (laughs) So the first thing I thought of when after predator dies and then all the predators standing there uncloak their, their, their camouflage and are like, behold, (laughs) one thing I was thinking was how long have they been standing there? (laughs) <laughs> did they just watch this <laughs> or they're like Scar's got it good he's doing a good job let's not interfere with this one."
1: Oh yeah they're like wait no he's got it he, he's got this come he's on gotta, kid <laughs> gotta do this <laughs> Sorry, on his yeah. own
0: <laughs> I love that and I would love if like in his predator language he's screaming like help me oh please god help me <laughs> they're just like he's <laughs> got this on his own that'd be fine but um yeah it's I think the guy like in the robe is the king or the ambassador or something. I mean, he's in a robe, so he's probably important. <laughs> None of the, we've never seen another predator in a robe. They're always wearing battle armor. So if this guy's in a robe, he's probably somebody to be. He's important. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks at Lex like, huh? Didn't see that coming. <laughs> he's just they take Scar away and he's like, Well, I guess uh, I guess you can have this. Like he did not come prepared with a prize. He was like, uh here, you can have this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's yeah, I like. <laughs> she just looks at it like, okay. <laughs> like it's cool, it's pretty yeah. cool, but now.
0: <laughs> well, it's been a big day for Lex. Yeah. I mean, A new pyramid culture completely rewritten. B two different kinds of aliens exist c everyone she's just met has died a very gruesome death and d she just destroyed their queen and fought with one of these things and now i mean how do you process all that it's been like four hours
1: (laughs) yeah like how much uh therapy is she gonna need
0: if she can even get back to the ship before hypothermia sets in oh yeah she doesn't even have a jacket anymore Antarctica, like I give her 10 minutes.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I didn't even think of that.
0: Yeah, she's not making it out of there alive. Like they could have given her a ride back. That would have been nice. <laughs> a coat, something. <laughs> His helmet, give him that. Like, here, this will protect your face for a bit. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like they don't give a fuck about humanity. They're just like, you know what? Here, take this. Fine, you have the mark. But I'm not, I'm not helping you. Yeah.
1: Poor, poor chick.
0: Yeah.
1: Is she, she's, so she's like considered a cow, kind of, like, like you said. The predators?
0: Yeah. I mean, the whole reason humanity exists, like, to exist to them is A, to hunt the big ones and B, to let the aliens have the rest. (laughs) They exist to provide the hunt. That is mankind's only function for the predators. So the fact that one of them like stood up to the aliens, killed a few, and fought alongside one of their own, that's big.
1: So, like, if she knew that she wouldn't be able to survive, why did she keep trying to kill, I guess, yeah, because she wanted to save the Earth, right? Like, in case she didn't want it to, like, kill Earth.
0: Yeah, Sebastian and her were like, we cannot let these things get to the populated areas or all will be lost. Yeah, Which is interesting because the upcoming Alien show is exactly that. The aliens get to Earth. They get into the populated areas. So I'm excited for that. Because uh, <laughs> I thought when Disney bought Fox that they were killing the Alien franchise. But nope, they've got plans.
1: When does it come out?
0: Um, it's in very early stages, so it does not yet have a release date. Uh, but it's going to be on FX, which means they can go like as far as they want to go wow that's exciting yeah it's gonna rock so with lex likely on her way to a very slow frozen death and uh predators fucking off back to pretoria wherever they're from um we get that one last shot of scar in front of the window and the reason they didn't pick up the other two predators is because this is the only one who fought and killed an alien which means he became a full-blooded predator so the other two they don't give a fuck they're like they're dead to us
1: oh but wow <laughs>
0: this one's special because he is a man now <laughs> but we get that shot of the fucking alien coming out of him and it's it opens his mouth and it's got the mandibles and not gonna lie when I first saw that I was like ah that's awesome red <laughs> alien for the win and we all know where that went <laughs>
1: like how couldn't they have killed the alien like with their like so they didn't notice it coming out and they noticed it later when it was on the ship because i never saw a requiem because i i don't think it's like worth seeing but
0: (laughs) okay interesting we're gonna have a talk about that in a minute here um so well in the at the end of alien versus predator you can see them like drop him there and then leave the room yeah and this thing, I get the vibe that in, in part two, it's implied that this thing has the uh, reproducing capabilities of the queen combined with the intelligence and predatory instinct of a predator. So this thing is incredibly dangerous and it wipes out that ship pretty damn fast. Like it, it goes full grown, like within an hour and kills everybody. Wow. And it's uh, yeah. Yeah requiem started out really cool but then it started focusing on teenagers and their dumbass problems and like i'm in love with my best friend but she's dating an asshole it's i don't give a fuck i'm here to see predators and aliens (laughs) why do they always do that
1: (laughs) yeah what the hell
0: um i don't even remember anybody's name in that movie (laughs) i remember that dumbass subplot because i was like are we really spending time on this
1: I just remember people saying, I can't see a goddamn thing in this movie. The so lighting
0: awesome. is the worst. The whole, like, half the movie is at night with, like, no extra... I think in the rain, too, with no extra lighting. You can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So here's some film guys and facts uh, about Alien versus Predator. Number one, in an interview... Director Paul W.S. Anderson said that Arnold Schwarzenegger offered to reprise his role as Dutch Schaefer from Predator at the end of this movie as a cameo, but only if he lost the election for California governor. (laughs) Schwarzenegger famously won, so he did not appear in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. To have those kind of decisions, like, I will only be Dutch again if I lose the governor election. Like, I would love to have those problems.
1: Yeah, he he probably knew he was going to win. So he was like, <laughs> I'm not doing that.
0: How would that even work? Like, does he come out of the predatorship and is like, here's your ceremonial sword. <laughs> now I will walk with you in the frozen world. Like, I don't, it wouldn't make any sense. He just shows up with a cigar and is like, good work.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe he could have showed up as a cameo, like... Well, re- you said, like, in one of the movies, the second one, there was like a trophy case. Um, maybe, do they have screens on their ship? Like, you know, they, like, maybe they could have showed a video of him. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. How did that work? You won
0: the Predator Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your prize. To <laughs> <laughs> play again, <laughs> press five. <laughs> like, oh my God.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would love that in Predator 2 they talk about Dutch because he came back to the world and was like "Uh, my crew was murdered by an alien and they're like the fuck yeah and he gets blacklisted and like kicked out of the military and takes on congress and is like these things are real and the CIA open a file on them and it's revealed they've known about these things the whole time and they're trying to capture one it's it's interesting I just I don't see Arnold's cameo making any sense.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> he made a good choice. Yeah,
0: it happened again with the Predator, the newer one. They offered him a cameo at the end, and he said no because he thought the script was lousy. And he was right.
1: <laughs> you saw that one too.
0: I've seen all of them because I I have hope. <laughs>
1: Okay, well yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're like me with the alien movies. You're you're going to see them even, you know, even if, you know, it, it could be bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, The Predator was so disappointing. I was in the theater just like really bummed out. And I was working at Draft House at the time, so it was free, thank God. But I talked to Austin afterwards and he was like, "How was it?" And I'm like, "It sucked." And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> he was deflated. I remember that. <laughs> and um <laughs> It was just, yeah, it, was, it had its moments. Like There were a lot of cool ideas. It ripped off the big Predator thing from part three. It just, the whole government thing from part two. And the soldier thing from part one. Actually, you know what? It just was a lousy plagiarist thing. <laughs> it just ripped off all the good parts of the first three. <laughs> well, Son of a bitch. I'm just now realizing that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why um, you should be an Alien fan because, like, even though.
0: <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I am a massive Alien fan. It's just Predator is like a little bit above it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> a little bit. Like, if I am, if every movie in the world is wiped out except for Alien and Predator, I'm going to watch Predator first. Connor. But I will still watch Alien. Okay. Aliens a nine, Predators a ten. Okay. (laughs) Watching that franchise will make you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus just like Jesse Ventura. (laughs) Oh, I love that line so much. (laughs) So fucking stupid. Number two. Ridley Scott, director of Alien, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant hated this film. Hated Alien versus Predator. Thought it was the stupidest idea in the world and said, Why are you doing this? <laughs> James Cameron, director of Aliens, he enjoyed it. Really? <laughs> he, he said, This is the third best alien movie. <laughs> and looking at everything, yeah, it is the third best alien movie. Even with I- the name.
1: I'm on like if Cameron thought of it as like if he said it in like a this is a super enjoyable third third alien movie I'm on his side but if uh if they mean like as a good movie like a good alien movie thought out movie I'd, I'd be on uh, Ridley's side so I'm on both sides
0: <laughs> do you this is actually an interesting question to bring up do you consider this to be more of an alien movie or more of a predator movie
1: huh <laughs> I'd say more of a predator because the predator is like the main dude he, you're trying to get on his side you know so the predator
0: and I would consider Requiem to be way more of an alien movie oh really but not not in a good way <laughs> <laughs> It's re- I'm gonna spoil the hell out of that movie for you today because I just need you to understand how fucking stupid it is <laughs>
1: Good. I would love to hear it.
0: <laughs> uh, and number three, I talked about this already. With the filming of this movie, Lance Henderson became the second actor to be killed by an alien predator and a Terminator. Bill Paxton was the first. And uh, yeah, I always thought it was just Bill Paxton. It never occurred to me, Lance Henderson. I think because I forgot he was killed in Terminator.
1: Yeah, he, because isn't, he, I guess he's in that movie for like halfway,
0: right? When the Terminator attacks the police station, he gets gunned down.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's just the way he died. He, like, wasn't killed in a very cool way, you know. So, like, you don't really remember it as well. So you, you don't think, oh, he was killed by uh, a Terminator, too. You just think he got shot, you know, like. like when
0: Especially was- when you look at the other two deaths. I mean, aliens, he's ripped in half by the queen and then. AVP, he's stabbed in the back or stabbed in the chest by the Predator. So you're not going to forget that. But yeah, the Terminator death, I agree, is really unceremonious. Bill Paxton, though, all three are fucking awesome. (laughs) Terminator, he's one of the gang guys at the beginning who gets killed by naked Arnold. Nice night for a walk, that whole bit.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Predator 2, he faces the Predator on a subway and, like, fires at him it's a badass scene and then Aliens of course you know game over man and gets dragged to the fucking floor ah I love Bill I'll miss Bill Paxton um so AVP had one sequel 2007's Aliens versus Predator Requiem and I guarantee you the directors did not know what the fuck Requiem meant they just thought it was a cool word
1: yeah, I don't even know what that
0: means. What does that yeah. mean? Um, it's like an epilogue for like a somebody's death, like remembering them, which means the fuck does that mean in this movie?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Let me confirm that so I don't just completely look like an asshole.
1: <laughs> Rec, requiem.
0: An act of an act or token of remembrance. Yep. In other yeah. words, nothing to do with Alien versus Predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So following the birth of the Pred-Alien, the, ah, that doesn't really roll off the tongue. I would have called it the Pralien, but I guess that makes it sound like a nut. <laughs> um, <laughs> the creature takes down the Predator ship, which crashes in the woods outside of Colorado town, releasing facehuggers into the human populace because the Predators had facehuggers in jars and whatnot. And they all get out there. They get like a little boy and they, this thing bursts out of a, like an eight-year-old boy
1: oh my god
0: they went uncomfortable bad for the so uh,
1: that sounds awful like is this one of those movies where you would feel sick like yes i mean yes
0: in fact there's something i'm going to talk about in a second here that haunts me to this day oh my god so with this happening a lone predator that it's implied that it's their ruler i think it is he arrives from their home world to do some damage control, hunt the pred alien, take care of business. So on paper, this sounds fantastic. It sounds like an awesome movie. But by God, was it terrible. <laughs> All of the human characters are annoying and pointless. The lighting is so bad that you can't see anything. This is an actual line in the movie. So our main hero, I guess, hero, is some douchey teenager who's a pizza delivery boy. I emphasize boy. And um he's delivering a pizza to the girl he has a crush on's house with her and her boyfriend and his douchey friends. And she invites him in and the uh the douchebag says something like fuck are you doing here asshole or something like that. And pizza guy looks at him and says, "Well now I know who ordered the sausage lovers."
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, they beat the shit out of him outside.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yep, this is, this, is our, this is our alien movie.
1: Disgusting.
0: So, the lighting is really bad. You really can't see anything. And there's a scene in, the, in a hospital with a pregnant lady that is the most disturbing, unholy shit I've ever seen in a horror movie. I will, to this day, close my eyes when I watch that. It was so horrible that I, I don't know how the hell they got away with it. Like, fuck. Mm. So the Pred alien has the ability to, he doesn't need to make eggs. He can just make the chest bursters. He can make embryos. Mm-hmm. So he goes to a hospital, goes to the maternity ward.
1: Wait, wait, is this like a full on alien? But it, it's the Pred alien, but it's like grown up.
0: Yeah, it's grown-up pred alien with the abilities of the queen. So it was a queen pred alien.
1: So it can just lay eggs.
0: Yeah, it can lay well, it can lay embryos. It doesn't need the face huggers.
1: Okay, okay.
0: But in order to do this, it still needs hosts. So it goes to the maternity ward, finds a pregnant woman who's like nine months along, clamps its jaws onto her face, and forces embryo after embryo down her throat. The alien embryos eat her baby and burst out of her stomach
1: it shows this like in her stomach like it you shows... don't see
0: it eat the baby but you know it happened but you do see them burst out of her pregnant belly
1: oh god the
0: yeah fuck? I didn't want to see that I do not oh god yeah it's it's vicious it's it's horrific and I I do not recommend this film at all
1: so she's just like sitting there screaming while her baby's getting eaten by these things in her stomach.
0: Yeah, she's alive during all this, yeah.
1: Oh my god, what the fuck? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and also the guy who, the, like half the movie is dedicated to the the dude, the pizza guy hooking up with his friend who's a girl. They have like a, a pool thing, like at a pool party, like they go to the swimming pool at night and she's like, you know, hitting on him but she gets randomly killed by the predators like shuriken thing like she's out of fucking nowhere they're walking and then it's just and she gets like pinned to the wall and it's funny as hell
1: oh my god
0: and he's like no and then never talks about her again
1: This sounds so awful. What the it's hell? So
0: bad. The two guys who did it never did anything else. They would never made another movie. They stuck to music videos and they still do like visual effects work, but they did not direct any more movies.
1: <laughs> what an experiment.
0: <laughs> I saw that with my dad at the movies, and we were both like the whole time. Cause I was like, this is uncomfortable. And he was like, this is a bad movie. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I can't imagine how everyone in that theater felt.
0: <laughs> I'm going to real quick look up the name of the characters because I know it's it's going to be like goofy, uh, like, like mid-2000s names.
1: Brittany. Like Britney?
0: Dallas. <laughs> they took that from Alien. Oh, I'm not okay with that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, me neither.
0: Uh, Keep. Ricky, Molly, Jesse... Tim randomly. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch this again. Just just for the hell of it. Oh,
1: I'm like so curious. Like, you know when you're, you know, something's awful, but you just, you want to see it. That's how I feel right now.
0: <laughs> well, uh, for those of you who are also curious, uh, both AVP films are on HBO Max. So if you want to watch them, that's where you can watch them. Uh so let's talk a little bit about the franchises that led to this movie. Uh Julie, you love Alien. And I think I love Predator just a little bit more.
1: Um, Sigh.
0: <laughs> Austin and I have covered Alien and Aliens on this podcast before, but we've yet to touch the Predator franchise or the lesser Alien sequels, but we will. So why do you love the Alien film so much?
1: Jeez. Um, so like I think the story is really cool. I think maybe the fact that I don't know a lot of the story for Predator, maybe that's a factor. Cause I definitely don't under, like I don't understand why they want to hunt so much, you know, like with aliens, you know, that all they want to do is breed, breed and be like, they want to at least kill everything, you know, like you, you can understand that. But like, I feel like with how um, ad- like advanced predators are, you're like, what is their true goal? Because they're like so smart and they have all this technology and everything. So like, I don't know, I'm just kind of lost in their story. But like for Alien, I'm like, you know, they're, they're like creatures that don't know anything but killing and, you know, reusing humans or reusing like people to make more, make more of themselves like a parasite, you know? They're parasites. So I don't know, I think that's really cool. And I've never seen anything like that done in space before. Movies, so like whenever you know, before I saw Alien, whenever I thought of an Alien movie, I always thought of ET, and I was like, how stupid is this? (laughs) And then I saw Alien, I was like, this is very creative, you know. And the fact that they're playing between these creatures and how humans are, and how some people on Earth are kind of crazy about these aliens, how they think of them as gods and the perfect the perfect creatures, is kind of it's relating to like Ridley Scott is very interested in religion and all that. And I think that's super cool too. So I think there's just a lot of thought that goes into them. So yeah.
0: Fair enough. The alien franchise definitely has a connecting thread. They're all telling an ongoing story and the same cannot be said about the predator movies. All four of those are vastly different and not connected in the slightest. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I get that. Uh, I think the Predator franchise has more good ones. I think with Alien, it's just those first two Alien and Aliens are awesome, three and four suck, and Prometheus and Covenant are really forgettable.
1: Ouch! <laughs> I freaking love Prometheus and Covenant. I don't like, I agree with you with the third and fourth, they're awful. Um, but like, I don't, I I love the experimentation they did with those last movies. Um, but yeah, they, they like Prometheus, I can definitely see people being like, this is boring. Like, what the heck? This isn't an alien movie, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, I feel like because I am an artist, I try to tie these things together. And maybe it's just because I'm a huge fan. I like to try and tie these things together and everything. But yeah.
0: Fair enough. Prometheus, I don't find it boring. I just, well, I kind of do. But I do... <laughs> Also, I just think the characters are terrible. I think the characters are so horribly written. They're supposed to be scientists, but yeah. they make the dumbest decisions ever.
1: I know, yeah. They're like supposed to be really smart. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. Like, what? why can't you just make these characters a little smarter? Like they have androids. How did they build these androids, but they're this stupid, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, in Covenant... I all right, admittedly, I've seen Covenant one time and it was at the movies. I just haven't had the desire to go back and watch it. I've...
1: That's okay.
0: <laughs> but I had the same thoughts with the most recent Predator. I thought like, I never want to watch this again. It's terrible. I didn't think that with Covenant. I just thought, meh. <laughs> <laughs> but with the Predator, I was like, fuck this. But Predator for me is, a. I love the character of the predator, the, the universe's greatest hunter. Like he exists only to hunt. And I love that. I love that he ser- they search out creatures to hunt. Like their whole culture revolves around honor and the blade. I love that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially part three. Predators had the coolest concept and it got totally ignored. The predators kidnap... Earth's greatest warriors. They grab like a special ops guy, a Green Beret, a Mexican cartel guy, a Japanese Yakuza guy, a convicted serial killer, and a random guy. You don't know what his deal is until the very end. And it's awesome. Uh, And just random like soldiers and warriors and hunters from Earth. And they put them on this preserve, this game preserve planet to hunt them. But also the predator himself is being hunted by something bigger. There's an alpha predator and they hunt the smaller ones. The one you met in the first movie, he's a small predator. (laughs) There's bigger ones. They're like 10 feet tall and they have giant mouths and they are warring with the other predators. And the soldiers decide to team up with the little predator to fight the big predator. And it's it's fucking awesome. (laughs) Predators is awesome. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, there's things to like about both these franchises, and there's bad parts and there's great parts. You know, Both franchises have lasted this long because they're, they contain some of the greatest movies in pop culture history. But also, some of the shittiest in pop culture history. <laughs> and you just have to take the good with the bad, you know? I'm, I consider myself a fan of both, but I do lean towards Predator more. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So like, do you think maybe it's because you like the characters more or? Um...
0: Well, the first Predator has very memorable characters. It has a great ensemble of dudes. It's, the Predator <laughs> franchise is very much a dude franchise. I, I accept that. <laughs> Whereas, you know, Alien is very much, you know, female driven and female led. And that's awesome. Predator is so ridiculously high on testosterone that it's impossible not to just want to flex while you watch it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I, I enjoy that movie because I, I accept what it is. It's a ridiculous over-the-top action thriller where a alien from outer space is hunting soldiers with enormous arms. And I'm okay with that
1: you think it helps you embrace your, you know, it makes you like embrace your masculinity. And then with like, for me, it helps me embrace my femininity, you know, stuff like that.
0: I don't really care about masculinity. It's not really, that never really comes up for me. Um, I more just look for, you know, enjoyable characters, cool dialogue, awesome effects, great music. And Arnold, I mean, that dude can bring charisma any movie like his worst movie is still fun to watch like it's crazy so yeah but I do think that uh, both those franchises do have a lot to offer in those arenas for different people and mm-hmm. uh, I can see why people would latch on to both those for those reasons mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah it's just it's really cool like seeing Ripley like being reused because we all know that she's the coolest female to play in those movies, those alien movies. Like they don't even want to bring in a different girl character just because they know she's the coolest. (laughs) So I think that's pretty cool.
0: I'm glad Dutch did not show up in predator two. They asked him Arnold, they asked him to do predator two. And he said, no, because he had already signed on for terminator two. (laughs) <laughs> so sometimes the universe gives exactly what it's supposed to give
1: right yeah Terminator 2 oh my god that was such, such a good movie that was yeah I don't think I don't know if I told anyone this on the podcast but that was my first Terminator movie that I saw and I love it to this day
0: I don't you know to me like I would kill to watch a Terminator versus Predator movie I mean <laughs> that would be awesome you know, it's goes to earth to hunt. It kills a thinks it killed a human. And then the human turns around. I want to see the predator be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What is this rock? This was, yeah. I
1: I think with the robot, it wouldn't be a challenge with, but with that melty dude, it would (laughs) like, how is he going to deal with that?
0: I would. Yeah. I would love to see the predator invade earth during Skynet's rule where it's just robots and the resistance and the predator shows up and he's like, what happened here? (laughs) This was my favorite hunting ground. And now it's all paved over like a fucking parking lot. (laughs) So I give alien versus predator a seven. It's not bad, but I think it really could have benefited from an R rating and some stronger characters.
1: I'm on the same page. I also give it a seven. Um, It could have done a lot better. I'm really thankful it was PG thirteen, but like I feel like if you're gonna make it PG thirteen, you could have done better. Like you like I feel like even though it was PG thirteen, they could have done better with it still. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah. So I I think it's super enjoyable. I I admire it. Like if I you know, if I like decide to watch the entire like and alien thing like all together in a marathon I would include it obviously not Requiem unless I was really like <laughs> really really like wanting to see everything but yeah
0: see, I'm a completionist when I'm doing a marathon I can't leave anything out I, I watch the bad movies too
1: dang
0: <laughs> yep um this was awesome thanks for listening guys and uh thanks for joining me today Julie of course next week we go back to josh with his pick the 1985 rock and roll punk zombie comedy the return of the living dead ironically directed by dan o'bannon writer of alien <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen the return of the living dead yet but josh assures me it's right up my alley it's equal parts love letter and parody of george romero's living dead franchise which amazingly we have not talked about on this podcast 120 episodes in we have not yet talked about night of the living dead or dawn of the dead so this ought to be very interesting i can't wait don't miss our best picture showdown centered around 2016's moonlight this weekend on oscar sunday and another sneak preview centered around uh, the little things on monday until then if a pyramid from a previously unknown civilization is suddenly unearthed in antarctica it's probably best if we just ignore it and hope it goes away see you next wednesday keep watching movies. Mm-hmm.